So I'm with Julia and Tony. And Julia, tell us your potted history, if you like, of, of, of fostering. When did you first foster and, and kind of just take us back to, to the decision process and, 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 and where you were at that time? Sure. Um, we've been fostering for about four years now. Um, and prior to that, we adopted a child when they were five and they're now sort of in their 30s. So it's sort of been a, a long road from there, really. But we decided that all our children had flown the nest and that we had space and something to offer. So we decided to uh, go on the fostering journey. Um, I was also planning my retirement, semi-retirement at the time, and just were looking for the next challenge. Uh, and so we decided that we'd go down that route. Has it been what you expected it to be? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think you have you spend a lot of time doing the initial assessment, uh, which is very thorough, uh, which it should be, absolutely, is the right thing. And then you go to a panel and the panel then approve you uh, for fostering. and But it's a different panel to when we adopted, so the, the process is different. Um, and from there... We then started our journey of doing some respite fostering care uh, for some young people and and then we've then um, fostered a child that's been with us longer. So we've now had her nearly ooh, 18 months to two years, so she's been with us a longer time. So again, that throws up new, new things. Um, and when we talk about the, the process that you go through, is is that a long process and and does that process open your eyes to 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 kind of ha- i suppose a, a realistic view of 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 the challenges that that will be involved in fostering yeah definitely it's it's not just a process that involves you two either i mean they ask your family your friends whether they think you're suitable people to foster so it has to be like a consensus of opinions of people that know you uh, really well, which obviously, again, is the right thing. And, and Tony, bringing in the wider family and friends and everything, mm. actually that's so important, isn't it? And, and, and you, you, your own family t- to kind of be part of making the decision and, and, and what it means for, for all of those people. Yeah, on, on, every, on very many different levels, really. Certainly on the level of uh, the support network uh, for Julia and me uh, is is key, uh, but also in terms of how uh, that child or those children coming into the family are going to integrate, because that's a really important uh, part of the process. Uh, I'm not just talking about a fit, how they're all going to get on in their in their, their places in life. Uh, and you asked you asked Julia just now whether it was uh, whether it was met our expectations. Uh, and I, I thought that was an interesting question. I, I think I'd probably have to answer uh, no. It, it covers it, it covered an awful lot of eventualities and uh, potential, but actually, I'm not sure there's anything that can prepare you for actually the real life situation of a real uh, vulnerable human coming into your home, your family, your life, and you having that opportunity, that privilege, uh, that moment in their life to try and make a difference. Uh, however, however small or big, and keeping them safe. So, and I didn't. No amount of training uh, and paperwork and reading actually prepares you for those for those moments. Because it's totally unique to the person you're fostering. Yeah, and every different person you're fostering yeah. uh, in that instance, 
uh, you, you get lots of background to the person. Well, I say you get lots of background. Uh, sometimes it's done in such a rush, you get very little background, uh, or you get the background they have. Uh, and so you, you know a limited amount that you've read and spoken about, about uh, that child's experience in life uh, and their current situation. Uh, but again, that doesn't actually prepare you fully uh, for when they come in. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's been the eye-opener, to, to use the phrase was used earlier, is actually uh, when it's real time, when it's real life, uh, it's, it's very different to the theory and the talking. And at this life stage where, where you've, you know, your own, your own family's grown up and, and you've had lots of experience through careers and, and lots of life experience, do, is that a good point to be to be facing some of these challenges because because you know you've got a you've got a bit of experience of life under your belt or, or would you say that actually had this been to you ten years ago fifteen years ago it, it wouldn't have made a difference to you personally? Uh, wow, there's two ways of answering that. Really. <laughs> uh, I think, I think uh, firstly, yes, the life experiences and what we've done in our lives and uh, qualifications, experience we've picked up have certainly helped us. Uh, and are helping us, etc. Uh, but also, uh, I said the other side of the coin on that is, uh, I'm feeling older and more knackered. So <laughs> oh, join the club. Yeah. Join the club. <laughs> it sort of plays into that, and you, you sometimes, I certainly sometimes wish I wish I had a bit more energy uh, and space. And of course, I'm uh, holding down a fairly busy job uh, as well. So there's that time factor as well. But no, I think. There are pluses to the time in life we, we've chosen. Uh, I think there's one or two negatives, but nothing I would change. Yeah, no, I th- it's really, really interesting. And I think talking about about energy and things, it, it kind of leads me on to talking about for, for you both personally, and, and you'll both have different strengths and, and, and skills and, and things. What would you say are, are the real, and it's very difficult, isn't it, talking about yourself in this, but in terms of, characteristics and personalities that, that you guys have got that, that, that really make this work and, and actually would be worth telling other people about. Yeah, and I think going on Tony's point, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to do it at any particular stage. If you've got the characteristics that, that make a good foster carer, it doesn't really matter what stage of life you're going through yourself. Mm. I think it's more about you definitely need to be a flexible person that can adapt and be dynamic to things that are happening on a day-to-day basis. You've got to have time to be able to really give these young people the time they deserve because they've had such a poor start in life or um, they've coped with some really difficult situations, which is not their fault at all, but that that's just where they've landed. Um, so I think to be flexible, you've got to be patient, you've got to really be kind and you've got to be really resilient. There's no doubt about it. Resilience comes into it 100% because you have to be able to bounce back yourself in order to be able to help them bounce back from the difficult situations that they're going through. So I think that would be one of the main characteristics, I would say. And Tony, would you add anything to that? Yeah, I think you've got... I'm not sure if I can frame it in the form of a characteristic, but you've got to be really prepared to genuinely listen to the voice of the child, hear what they're saying speak up on their behalf amongst the many, many professionals uh, that they're surrounded by uh, and often bothered by as such. Uh, be persistent in listening, even if they say things you don't want to hear. Uh, 
and und try and understand uh, their place. Uh, for example, coming into a family uh, where there's often uh, events and happy, smiling things, actually, if that's not the norm or indeed stirs up uh, memories or even jealousies over what could have been or what might have been, uh, then understand that and react. Uh, and I think... Uh, I guess the one word I've learned is, is patience in all of this. Uh, you want to see big steps, big changes. You're relying on lots of other people in the system, as it were, to make things happen when you're putting plans in place. They don't happen at the pace you want them to. Uh, and they don't happen at the pace the child wants to, which is more importantly. Uh, so it, it's really important just be keep reassuring person and focus on them i think that leads me into my my next question i've got two two other questions advice and challenges and and let's talk about the the challenges that for anybody listening to this today it it would just be good for them to hear about what some of the most challenging parts of this are uh i think the most challenging parts are Well, you're working with not only the child, but you're working with the child's family. So I think you have to really make a commitment to both things, in my mind. And I think that really helps uh, build that team around that person, um, hopefully to make that successful. Um, The challenges on a day-to-day front... um, It comes back to that resilience, really. It doesn't always go smoothly. Um, so you have to, you always have to find new ways to approach things, come at it from a different angle, be prepared to forgive and forget things if they've gone wrong um, and to just keep on trying. I think there are the challenges. You've just got to pick yourself up and move on to the next. It's a new day today. Let's try it a different way. That sort of approach, really, I think. And Tony, would you add anything into the, the challenges? Yeah, I, I think uh, certainly one of the biggest challenges has also been one of the biggest strengths of fostering, uh, which we've come across, and that's that you, you're not alone when you foster. You're part of a bigger team with lots of professionals, and they need consulting with, and you need to work together as a team. Uh, invariably, all members of that team are stretched, not always available uh, when you want them, etc. cetera. Uh, so that is a challenge to remember you're not alone. And as Julia said, a, a big part of that team is the child's family and should be included uh, in everything that's appropriate to include them in. So, uh, yeah, so teamwork, which is its biggest strength, is also a big challenge. It's, it's a job. And, and advice that you'd give to people who, who, are, who are already, who've already made, made the decision and are going to be fostering, what advice, what's your best piece of advice? They've made the decision, did you say? Right. Uh, uh, talk to as many people uh, as they can. Uh, in, embrace the learning uh, and that advice. Understand the teamwork and really explore what, what will support you in that. Uh, my other piece of advice is don't, don't be afraid. Uh, and I think your social worker will help you with this, but don't be afraid when you're looking at a potential child for fostering of understanding that that might not be the right place, the right fit at the right time for you or the child. Uh, It's really important uh, that it's going to be a a good experience for that child going in. And get support when you need it. You know, there are going to be times that are going to be tricky. Don't be afraid to put your hand up, ring someone, 
and say, actually, I'm struggling with this at the moment. Is there anyone that can help me? And I think you have to have that open approach that, um, you know, you're not in this alone, but you, knowing the right people to go to is also helpful. And what's what's the most rewarding part? What What's the best best part of this? Oh, there can be some amazing moments, um, and you don't always you don't always see them coming, but just sometimes to be out of the blue, um, you can be thanked for you don't you know you're not used to getting thanks for the stuff you do, but then suddenly, um, the young person will say, actually, I really appreciate what you've just done, and I wasn't you know you were not expecting that, and it can really knock you off your feet because actually you just do it because you care. Um, and to hear it back and somebody say thank you for you making a difference, that's, it really does make a difference to you that you're doing it right or trying to do it right. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. And, and, and are there things that are for yourself that, that you know, as a, as a person that, that, that you, you take reward from? Yeah, I think when you've, when you've actually listened to something uh, that the child said, repeatedly and not being able to make it happen when it does happen uh just to see them open up to see their joy their pleasure it may be something as straightforward as uh going to stay with their family for a night or a couple of nights that you've had to work really hard uh, to make happen but that's been the consistent wish and desire and voice of the child and you you make it happen you don't you don't make it happen you enable as part of the team uh, that it happens and that's a real uh reward because you know i've often seen that leads to uh, a, a child opening up suddenly uh, not being they've had they they understand that their voice has been heard they've been listened to uh, and they often come from a background where that's never been the case Oh, 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 oh,